Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the uh, partly cloudy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for The Food Show, a, a really unique program in the radio world. Uh, what we do is we talk about food. We get pretentious about it. Would you say uh, that's about exactly right? Well, one of us uh, does. You do? No, you. Me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what we what we do while we're uh, talking about other other restaurants and uh, things that we can eat at home, things we cook at home, and it just uh, keeps going on and on and on. Thirty two uh, years, thirty two years of doing this program. And how it is that we're still here, I just do not know. Yeah. Uh, Mary Ann is here. Hi. Hi. You're sounding good today. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, you know what I was thinking today? Uh, uh, my, uh, my, my mind has been moving around here and there, wondering about the world I live in and the one that other people live in, too, or 15 that they live in, you know, whatever it is. I start thinking that there is a, a chance that may come when I won't be able to eat uh, in restaurants every day. Like, who should, really, is an, an interesting question. But I've been eating uh, almost exclusively in restaurants for a really long time. Your whole life, really. And, uh, and I feel lately funny about it. Uh, one of the reasons is that... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is that I've been getting a daily ration uh, from Marianne over here, uh, who uh, has been making me a variety of things. Uh, we got a new one today. I don't think I've had that before. It was a, uh, it was a sandwich. It was a, uh, a uh, uh, Cuban Cuban sandwich. I knew it was some kind of way. Uh, it was hooked in with Hispanic music. I'm mean, not music, food rather. And uh, that was good. What was that? Explain it to me. It was part of the new series for NoMenu.com, oh, which yeah? is Deliciousness 2.0. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's where uh, leftovers that you may have uh, are repurposed into gourmet meals. Yeah. And uh, the I'm, one I'm trying today, to think of something that would be anything but that. But uh, what does that mean? Well. Uh, like if you were to give me a, a a different kind of bacon sandwich every day, I I wonder, you know, I think I've completely lost the string of what I'm telling you. Well, today you know how I, we, can be. I made a Cuban sandwich yeah. out of the pork that was way too good to give to the Waste dog. No me. offense, puppy, <laughs> but um, it was a, a huge portion and. Um, and I had some Belgard bread from a party I went to last weekend. 
Yeah. And uh, we have mustard and pickles, and you have endless amounts of ham in here that usually don't get used for anything. So I took the pork and I sliced it very thinly and put it in an iron skillet and heated it up. Then I took the ham and I seared that, and then I had the cheese and I made a Cuban sandwich with the Belgard bread. Hmm. Well, uh, it was really good. It was good. And uh, you had a lot of funny things in there. Uh, there was the, the, the ham in there. You had uh, an unusual kind of cheese. What did you Provolone? Is that what you said? Well, that's not all that. I it guess. was provolone. Provolone. No, there wasn't anything unusual in it. It was no. all Cuban ingredients for a Cuban sandwich. It was classic straight-ahead Cuban items. You know, so, it's funny. I, I mean, was, they're not Cuban items, but they are the ingredients of a Cuban sandwich. What? I was uh, listening to something on te- on uh, radio mm-hmm. yesterday. I was coming back. I had an early day thing I needed to do. And I was on my way back and listening to the news. And they were talking about uh, people who are Hispanic in various ways. But in one particular, there was one group of people who was eating almost nothing but Mexican food. And then there was another group that was eating uh, the Cuban food. And they were having kind of like a, a, a fight it out over, mm-hmm. you know, I said, well, we know which is which anyway. Mm-hmm. And the, the way they were talking, it was kind of like the difference between eating a roast beef poor boy and a and you know, half beef. a fried chicken, you know. <laughs> you mm-hmm. like them both, but it's different. Yeah. Well, this was, I like to think, pretty good, and I will feature it with a recipe in uh, No Menu soon. Oh. Because you're the guinea pig for all of these dishes that are coming out of the refrigerator. If you're calling me a pig. Like, like I'm going to try to do some chilaqueles. Chilaqueles. These are those spicy... Uh, it's uh, basically things, right? nachos, breakfast nachos, I believe, and because um, I have some tortillas from uh, Nole the other day, uh, Mary Lee and I went to Nole, the Mexican or Latin American new restaurant by Copeland. Oh and yeah, they had a the, fried. The Copeland's. Yeah, they had a fried. What, weren't cheap, they on with us about? Yep, two, but, yeah. About a month ago. Yeah, I thought it, um, was, it rang a bell. Yeah, it was uh, fried chicken in in a. Um, it was like it was supposed to be fajitas, but I didn't really get that out of it. Essentially, it was a really great Copeland-style fried chicken over. Uh, like teeny tiny shredded cabbage with a couple of other items that would make it or lend itself to being sort of Latin American. And then it was served with corn tortillas that were really, really nice and other kinds of condiments that if you wanted to carve the chicken, which was on the bone and make, I guess, tacos or something. Anyway, we ate the chicken because it was really great, and Mary Lee thought it was maybe the best fried chicken she ever had. So um, I took the corn tortillas home, and they're in the refrigerator, and they are going to be repurposed as some sort of breakfast item for you. So yes, you're eating a lot at home because this food is too good to just throw away, and it's too good to, no offense, doggy, give to the dog, 
So uh, I've decided I'm going to do this series about it where people who eat out in restaurants a lot bring food home, and then what do they do with it? It usually just goes in the garbage, but if you have a little imagination, it can become some gourmet meal again. This is basically leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what's wrong with that? Well, you've always thought a lot was wrong with it. I did. But uh, I love leftovers, and um, and so I hope that when this little series is done that you will think that leftovers have a purpose as well. Well, you never know. I've been turned yeah. on to all kinds of things over the years. Like the first time you ever eat tacos, um, excuse me, first time you ever eat sushi, First time you ever eat raw oysters. Everybody's got a first time for that. Yes, but I haven't had a first time for either of those because no? I've never oysters? eaten either of those, nor do I care to. I'm I'm kind of not into living things that were that are no. dead but still cold. You know, like, mm, like raw items. Woody Allen. Uh, raw items. Yeah. I don't do raw items. Well, you're not the only one who feels that way. Uh, yeah, I mean that's for sure. I'm I'm definitely not. But um, but I I don't need to get into raw stuff. But I mean, I'll eat you... raw carrots. I'll eat raw celery, but I don't really need to eat raw. Since you animals. made that point, and since uh, gee, it's I don't remember that we've ever discussed it before. But how about let's uh, let's take. A a poll of our listeners today and see if if it is quite as uh, uh, tight on this. Tight is a bad word. Uh, the idea of not Do most wanting... people feel like that or do most people yeah, feel like you? Is that the question? Yeah. And do what... you like eating raw things? Yeah. There and by go. raw things, I don't mean raw vegetables and dipped in a ranch dressing. I mean raw as in once was alive. Like uh, yeah. vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not a yeah. fruitarian, are you, Doug? A fruitarian? No, I don't no, tarry over food a whole a lot. A fruitarian. Uh, no, no. Thank you. I, I tell you what, you know, we call them vegetables at the house because they yeah. are they are recently deceased vegetables. Mm. I don't know. I don't have I don't have as much of a problem with that as I do with things that were once walking or swimming around. Anyway, I don't want to get into the particulars of that. Let's just say that I like my stuff yeah. cooked and has no bearing to what it once was. Let's mm. let's leave it at that. But but I said I'm not I'm not you know uh, I'm not a gourmet. I mean I I'm a I'm a non. So th- this is one of the things you're going to be discussing on Friday when you get into fake food. Are we doing? Wait a second. Uh, Friday. No, it's not Friday. What makes you think it's Friday? What? Well, I, I, you you said uh, the other day that you were going to get this person on that has this uh, book about. Yeah, but that's Monday. Oh, it is Monday. It's Monday. Oh, I was looking forward to Fake Fruit Friday. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even going to be there on Friday. So, oh, okay. uh, but Michael Ublay is that night, isn't it? No, we did we did Michael Bublé. I need to go to the Queen concert though. I uh, I guess it's too late for that. But anyway, all right. So I, we should get would... something going because we, we never should. did yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we, was one really of those days. To. That, and uh, we can't have two days in a row where we just don't get anything going. By the way, Doug, what is what is today's national whatever day? I can tell you, one of them is avocado. Yeah, one oh. of them is avocados. Yeah, green avocado. Green pears, okay? Uh, we also have National Mutt Day today. Mutt? Mutt as in uh, mixed dog? breed dog, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I can certainly identify with that. I've certainly had my share. One more. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. One more. 
It is National Raspberry Cake Day today. Raspberry Why? Cake. How does that work? Do you drive up the people and then go? Raspberry. Yeah, cake. you just throw cake at them and, and do yeah. a raspberry. Oh, okay. Go. I knew it was something like that. Um, I don't know of any raspberry cake except a raspberry filling in like a chocolate ganache cake. That would be good. Or uh, in a creme brulee. I had some. I had a creme brulee a few days ago, and which is a, which was a raspberry. Had a ra- it had raspberry. It had several things in it. it had a raspberry. It had a grape. It had a, a strawberry. The strawberry is oversized for the other stuff. Yeah. I remember that. And walking up to the chef and say, "Hey, buddy, these two are not the same size. Get on it." Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go along for the ride. Yeah. All right, 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. We'll always go back to our old restaurants, which I just, I love. I, I wonder. I, let's see. There was, I have a, I have a magazine hanging around here. I was going to show it to you and ask you to tell me what it was. But without the actual, nah, what? we're not going to be able to do it. Uh, I'll just give you a, a uh, uh, just a look at it, uh, something, uh, I, I was reading another one of those magazines that I have. I, I accumulated a, about 200 magazines from... But I can't find them. Uh, well, that's because I do them up, I write them up, and then I put them into the place that allegedly sends it out to be mailed, and it never gets mailed. I don't, Ever since we moved over to uh, all of those funny, weird, well, it's weird to me, uh, things that move items on the web around and you know you don't know where it winds up and i find it usually doesn't work. all right yeah. we're gonna i'm taking charge of this are you i'm taking charge of this show it, it can't just sort of sit in a limbo yeah. no we really can't yeah now um one it's too of the precious th- to one of the things that we uh, that i i have in nomenu.com today is a piece about houston's houston's, houston's. ah we were speaking about that earlier we were speaking about that earlier uh-huh. because, uh, oh, okay, oh, Doug now, wants us now to go we away. Have. Now that we're starting to go. That's actually good, Doug, because I'm going to yeah. go get this thing that I need to start with. So 260-6368 is the number, WWL 105.3. I'm so wrapped up in showing me this picture from this old New Orleans magazine. Yeah, all of that is true. It's the food show. Uh, may I uh, ask you to give us a buzz? And uh, just to keep our conversation going here, it makes it a lot nicer and a lot more interesting. And, uh, and y- y- even though you have different ideas about uh, restaurants you go to, the kind of food that you cook at home or whatever it is, uh, we could always use a few more tips from other places because who can eat all of the food that is out there? Who can cook all of the dishes that uh, are to be found Okay, so world. what is it that you want to show us? And I want to explore this subject uh-huh. of you eating out in restaurants because yeah. uh, there are a lot of people, in fact, most people, I think, who listen to this show who do not eat out nearly as much as you do and who do want to hear more recipes and things like that. What is that? Where are you at? Yeah, what about it? Okay, yeah. This is a, um, a, a, a column in New Orleans Magazine from August 1974, I think is. When it came out, would you believe that two weeks later I was the editor of this magazine? It just, no. just, just worked out that way. But anyway, uh, up at the top of the page, it says, Where Yet? There is a magazine, 
or a newspaper locally distributed around New Orleans with that same name, uh, Where You At. Yeah. It, it went away for a while, and, and now it came back again. Here it mm-hmm. is. But anyhow, there's a restaurant here, and I'm putting my finger over the, the front of it. I want you to tell me, if you can, what restaurant is this? It looks like Mosca's. Mosca's? That's what it looks like this, from under your fingers. It was too. It's too fancy to be Mosca's. Believe it or not, Mosca's was not. Oh, that was the Christians one that you were showing. Oh, me. oh, I showed you that already. This morning, I yes, guess I you did, were talking yeah. about when they left Galatoire's. I didn't know Chris Ansel was at Galatoire's. He's family. Is he? Is he part of the family? Absolutely. Okay, he, so how is he related to the Galatoire's family? You know, I'd have to look it up in a book. It'd, it'd be easy enough to do. I have the book right back here somewhere. He lives in Switzerland now. I know. I, I bumped into him uh, not too long ago, and he and his wife were just walking around a supermarket here. And uh, she's yeah, he's Swiss, still, right? His, Swiss. His yeah. wife is Swiss, right? Exactly yes. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, was she? Were they always? How long have they been married? Like, did she live with him here, or did he go to Switzerland, meet a Swiss woman, and stay there? That I don't know. I'd have to. Uh, Check my, let's see, there's a database, word I want to use. Database. database. No, it's okay. more along the lines of, of do my snooping uh-huh. <laughs> or something like that. It seems to me that he was married to a, a foreign woman. He was. There, there's uh-huh. no question so about that. So I think that. she's probably been but his wife for a long time, and he finally I, just decided to leave. Was that right after Katrina? I think he, I think he left uh, to stay, and they both moved to uh, Switzerland and yeah. stayed there. But it, but it was right after Katrina, wasn't it? And it might have been for a little while, but the main point is that they they did wind up moving there. And yes. uh, and you don't see them very often, although you do once in a while. But before any of that happened, uh, you would go to Galatoire's, and Chris would be one of the waiters, or more like one of the managers. Yeah, I don't think he was ever a waiter. And... Uh, well, he was he was definitely hooked up in the in the. Uh, well, before Galatoire's was sold, uh, the the family on duty there was, um, ooh, uh, Anne Gooch's husband. Yeah, David Gooch, who David, was a very yes. nice guy. Adorable, yes. Uh-huh. And in fact, uh, is he still there? He is still there. When I when Anne, I go, I sometimes yeah, see he's him. he is still there. Okay, yeah. but but he's just sort of a figurehead now, right? Because really. Um, What's his name that runs it? Uh, Melvin, right? Yeah, it, it turned changed hands completely. Well, yeah, Melvin runs it, but he Melvin was running it before it changed hands to. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, it, it, Melvin had quite a career. I remember bumping into him uh, up in the Marriott Hotel once. We were doing this really nice. Uh, buffet, not wait. Buffet is a poor choice of words. Uh, we we did this real George's, show off John New George's. Orleans because that was that's the tallest hotel in the city. Yeah, you know, I would love to have some sort of um, cohesive show today. Oh yes, I feel like we're well, we're I failing feel like we're that doing, so far. <laughs> I feel like we're doing something that amounts to sort of yeah. fireworks. Yeah. You know, that shoots off in all directions. So, yeah. There it goes the first. So, let's, let's pick something and talk about it. All right. And, and I invite callers to maybe set that tone because, um, 
you know, they can't really see the magazine that you're referring to. Yeah, I know. And um, and I would, you know, talk about some restaurant that's not around anymore, which I could do. We could talk about uh, G.W. Finn's. Tenny Flynn has a new book out that we yeah, got today. Yeah, I saw that. It's that pretty. Is it looks a, pretty. It's got an embossed nice cover. Nice book. Yeah. Or any number of things. So if you have something on your mind and would like to talk to us, the number is 260-6368. And if you do not have anything on your mind, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick something, and we will we'll go ahead and talk You're about that. You're always welcome. Yeah. I mean, I had this book out yesterday, which was essentially a – it's like a Lost Restaurants book – and I find that your database for details from, you know, way back when is pretty much unfaltering. And so I thought that I would throw out, we could maybe do a show just on, oh, Cannons. Do you remember Cannons? Cannons on St. Charles Avenue? Yeah. Yeah. That You know who used to own that? No. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Same people. I don't. They owned Cannons? Well, they did at that time. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that explains why it's in the same location, I guess, huh? It's a, kind of the same idea. You know, the interesting thing about that little area there is that there was a restaurant there, and I'm going to fail to tell you the name of it, but it was the uh, it it was several it was, chefs. It was a number, wasn't it? Was it was a grill. It was a number, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the name of the address. And 714 it was or something? Something off, yeah. And uh, I liked it. Did you like it? Here's what I liked about it. I think that that restaurant created the Creole uh, Bistro kind of restaurant. No, it wasn't Martin's. Martin's was around. Was very nearby. You you got half of it because there's another this. 2141. Thank, there we thank go. Thank you. 2141. <laughs> no, which I think is, it was just 41, wasn't it? Uh, no, it You're was. You sure it was 2141, Doug? Yeah, this was where all the waitresses and waiters went after they had worked all day. Uh-huh. And uh, they would arrive at about 2 in the morning and stay till about 4. Yeah. And it was quite a place. And, and as a place for getting picked up, not that I know much about that. Did. Did you like it? I thought the food was supposed to be pretty good there. It, it was it was first class in a direction that not many restaurants had gone yet. Uh-huh. Because this would at that I time I love this book. There's a lot of great restaurants. Everywhere you went, uh, Galatoire. Well, let's see what it says about 2141. Yeah, what, what 2141. Look up uh, something in and Where would a number be in this rest in this That's a yeah. hard thing to say. Um Doug, that doesn't sound somebody, right. You're somebody, absolutely sure it was 2141. 21, it was something like that. It doesn't. That doesn't sound right. I know 41. Absolutely, right. it was Stephen and Martin was almost connected. Stephen and Martin. That, there we that's are. It. Stephen yeah, and Martin. Okay, now and that sounds right. Stephen and Martin, I have said for rather many years, is the creator of the uh, bistro style Creole cutting edge. Grilled Does that everything. go back from the late seventies or no, more uh, in the early eighties? Uh-huh. Although there were a few exceptions to that, there was well, that one that place itself was kind of way ahead of its time. What twenty one forty one? Or what have we decided it's really called? <laughs> uh, just a Martin. second ago, Stephen and Martin's. Let me write that yeah, down sure. so I can. 
Yeah, here, here's the a, deal. Now, Stephen and yeah. Martin was on that. Was it Milan? I don't know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay, yeah, well, on Milan itself. Uh, Twenty-one forty-one was on Saint Charles. Faced Saint Charles, mm-hmm. and that's yep. that's really the difference. Now they could have had the same kitchen, as, as, as a matter of fact. I think they did, and one of them was a grill, and the other one was not a grill. Okay, like wood burning. Grill and like when that. did it? I, I think I, I know that when I met you, it when had I become cannons already. So so it was uh, over by that time. Even it, it was what it was for a very long time. Uh huh. I think it must have been like 70s, 80s then. Yeah, something like that. Because when I entered the picture, it was 1988 for you. So that was the end of the 80s. And I think it was Cannons by that time uh-huh. already. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can uh, accurately say that this was the creator of that new style of dining. Because it really was a cutting edge kind of thing. The only. Other restaurant that would compete with that would be Mr. B's, where it was. And, and this predated Mr. B's. That's the yeah, it place was. It, Mr. B's. Yeah, I what even was have an article. Flagons around. Flagons, Flagons uh, was eighty-two, uh, right? Flagons now. Flagons was just about wrapped when Jude was born. Wrapped. Yeah, like done. Oh. Yeah, that was 1989, so yeah. I don't think Flagons made it a whole lot longer than that. Gregory is on the phone. Hello, Gregory. Gregory joins us over here on the Orange phone. Oh, hello, guys. I just had to get in on this one. Oh, I, did, address, did you? Because I don't even know what we're talking about. What do you... <laughs> the address was 4141. 41. See, Doug, ah. I knew it didn't that, sound that, that, right. The easiest 4141. Thank you, Gregory. I, I spent a lot of time there being a student at Tulane and working at Rubenstein Brothers. I used to sell more clothes at 4141 on weekends than I did in the store because we'd always dress up. Um, Stephen and Martin's had been there since 1945 and unfortunately closed in the early 90s. They just, you know, the family didn't want to do it anymore. But they were cutting edge. They were terrific. You could go to Stephen and Martin's about 8 o'clock, spend about two hours there at the uh, restaurant, and then just walk through a glass door into the discotheque, which was 4141. And, uh, uh-huh. 41, yeah, 4141 didn't do Those were the same people? Were those the same? I'm sorry, what? Go ahead, boy. Yeah, yeah, it was Yeah, it, it was the same people, but the guy who ran the um, discotheque was like, kind of like a partner um, of the I owners see. of Stephen and Martin. Yeah, and, and you and know was who was... Upstairs, but they, Huh? You know who is upstairs? Right. Um, excuse me, upstairs. Do you know who the chef was for quite a long time? Now, let's see if I oh, can remember. Uh, it was Bingo, Bingo Star. He was. I got a better one than that, though. <laughs> you well, know what that, that was his name, Bingo Star. I know. I'm and he became of... he became uh, a, a major re- uh, restaurant chef? chef around the country mm-hmm. uh, here and there. And... And they as these bistro restaurants. And he is now moving to Australia. But bingo is yeah. moving to, has moved to Australia. Oh, I didn't know that. You right. know why I know that? Here's your here's your 500 people. Oh, wait, no, do I do know, know how I know that. I do know because oh. he he does uh, uh, that steakhouse. I'll tell the you how chain I know steakhouse. that. He he I know that because his father is Mary Lee's next door neighbor. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. There were only 500 people then. But I have to go oh on about this when uh, when uh, you guys couldn't get the address right. I mean, I must have spent four or five years going there almost exclusively every weekend. Not so much to the restaurant, but definitely to the uh, discotheque. But Stephen and Martin's 
put out some great food. They had one of the best trout menus in the city at the time, mm-hmm. and they had this big wall of wine where they actually had like a um, they had this like table. Yeah, they had what to happened to the family stuff. that ran it? They just wanted to get out of the business. They just they, and nobody the and because the restaurant is like yeah. the radio and business. Then, you never. Well, they sold it to the people that had Cannon's restaurant in there for a while, and now uh-huh. it's a um, New Orleans hamburger yeah, and seafood. That's what we thing. what started this whole thing about a half an hour ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I yeah. want to know what happened to because the restaurant business doesn't ever allow you to get out like the radio business. So <laughs> someone somewhere down well, the road in that family is probably I somewhere. I obviously don't know all the particulars about that, but it was really sad when Stephen and Martin's did, and then even forty one forty one had had called the quits because it was a. I mean, you know, nothing lasts forever, but I believe that Stephen and Martin's could have gone to another location, right, even perhaps, because they'd been there since 1945, because it was a restaurant that my dad knew when it was just on Milan Street, and in front, the the front part of that property was actually a, was actually a laundry. It really yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it, a laundry well, it, and dry it, cleaners. This was just kind of na- of a neighborhood, really. And right, then, right. Then it was it a neighborhood a... joint. Stephen well, Martin was that. That is. And I, then it became an elegant restaurant in the late 70s, all throughout the 80s, and then, of course, in the 90s, right. state township. Now, their chef. I don't know. Now, let's see. I'm going to need some help with this because I just don't have the memory I used to have. And it is this. Uh, the chef there, uh, he worked for Warren LaRuth for a while at, at, at LaRuth's. And for, uh, and for later, he went out on his own, and he started selling snowball colors and flavors and stuff and he was also the <laughs> chef heard of the that place. story before it's, Wait, does, he is, a, does, is he the guy who does it is absolutely snow, true. snow wizard huh? now is he the snow wizard guy it's it's not the uh the, the no he was making the syrups and the flavor the syrups and he's still doing it that's what i'm saying is and that the snow wizard guy on the, the corner of exactly uh, that's okay. him. And if he's listening right now, would you call us right now and we'll get this straightened out? <laughs> right. no, no, the most, the Who the is? most, the most important well, and most interesting parts of this is that the guy who I'm talking to uh, about these snowballs and all that, he was the chef at. at I want to uh, say his name is Ron for some reason. Uh, yes, uh, it uh, is. Even in Martin's, right? Well, it, you're I'm right. sure there were other chefs there, but during its heyday, I remember Bingo being the chef, and he was he was a very yeah. gracious guy. He, he was he's one of the guys that come out to the table. He was larger than life. And, you know uh, where he's been the last few years? He's been in Natchez. That's right. Wow. He takes care of those big, huge uh, a plantation. I want to say Monmouth yeah, or something. Two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they anyway. have those big houses like Stanton Hall and all those old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Actually, I think that is where he was, Stanton Hall. That, okay. Well, that's that not a right. bad gig because I mean he's got to be getting up there in age because I mean I yeah. think he was in his 30s and 40s in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, so he's got to be getting up there. <laughs> he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyway, Keep anyway, listening. When, if in, if in, I, I, oh, course, I'm sorry, course, go ahead. I, I used to love Stephen and Martin's in 4141. It was quite the place to see and be seen. <laughs> well, gosh. Right. I, so well, this is something right. I know about it. I always went there thinking, yeah, I'll meet I'll meet a girlfriend here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't ever get anywhere, that idea. I don't know why to this day. Alan All is right, here. All right, let's, let's Alan, go come with on Alan. In. Hi, Alan. Hi. 
Hi. So, I, Welcome. And I, yeah, I wonder if I, I always say, you know, it's Alan living in Seattle. <laughs> yes, I know it's Alan living in Seattle. I was thinking when you called. You know, I can see why you really listen to the show, because we're always talking about all this stuff from way back when that you have a nostalgic thing for. Well, it's funny. That's exactly why I'm calling. But let me let me establish first. So I don't have to say Alan from Seattle anymore. I can just say. Right. I know you're Alan from Seattle. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Okay. I don't I don't need such a long title. Um, And and the reason I I called was when I was listening while I was dialing. Apparently, the gentleman before me who had all the information about Stephen and Martins, he, he stole my thunder. O- only I worked there. Oh, um, oh you did? In the, I did in the 80s, and I, I would place that probably in the mid-80s for a couple of years. Yeah, that was that was part of the – in my 25 years of working, I, I did work lunches there for a couple of years and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, maybe I can add this. Um now we've established it's on Milan, but the you could sit. The windows faced St. Charles Avenue. So had, had, did the, the gentleman before me established that it was uh, really you could see it from St. Charles. It said Stephen and Martin's. Yeah. Um, but but you entered and exited. The doors were on Milan. So yeah, it was a nice. Sit. It was a nice spot. Beautiful. You could see the streetcars go by. Mm-hmm. It was in the Garden District area. Um, and, yeah, it was um, kind of a trendy thing. Everybody, all the other, I remember I was a young man then, and uh, but in a relationship, so I didn't really, but, but I couldn't help notice, you know, the, the waitresses were, were very sleek. We all wore black, you know, the, that's when the black turtlenecks and <laughs> black pants, you know, we, we didn't have, wait, or did we have white shirts? But uh, I, I just remember that everybody was so cool, and I felt like I don't know if I'm cool enough to be a waiter here. Uh, but I, I, I can add this too: the manager, uh, if I recall, his last name was Fitzgerald, and his family owned Fitzgeralds on the lakefront. Uh-huh. Uh, am I getting the name right, Fitzgerald? Yeah, Fitzgerald, yeah, that's it, Fitzgerald's. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I, I, I can't remember the guy's first name. He was he was cool too, but but in those days he had a handlebar mustache. Um, well, it's kind of coming back, but he had a big. I was about to say, handlebar is a handlebar mustache. mustache ever cool? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> on the right guy, he was he was lanky. He kind of looked like um, an actor. He had that look. Um, and he was, yeah, he was just a cool guy that happened to have a, a reddish uh, handlebar mustache because his hair was, was reddish. Well, I would think that um, he would look like Yosemite Sam. Huh? Well, Yosemite short, Sam. Yeah. This is the first time Yosemite Sam has ever come up on our program, and I really am proud of you. Well, if you're thinking of a handlebar red mustache, the only handlebar red mustache I've kind? ever yeah. seen was on Yosemite Sam. Oh, oh my no, gosh. Guy, he didn't have the temper uh, that Yosemite, he fires off in a second. He gets he get all mad and frustrated about uh-huh. things. But no, this guy is really cool. Um, so I don't know if that if I added anything. Those two. Oh, yeah, uh, well, of course about, you did. Uh, and I do remember when he said Bingo Star. I thought, wait a minute. Oh yeah, he was the chef. I thought he was kidding, but no, that was the guy's name, and he, he was a nice yeah. guy too. Uh, nice guy, good chef, and he, and he had a cadre of other chefs who were also very good, 
and were very yeah. hip and on top of everything. It in its heyday, it was a hot place to go. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, and 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 I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you know, I'm I'm going to ask you who is the gentleman that was right before me? Doug is his name? Doug Gregory. No, Doug Gregory. is our Jiminy Cricket. He's our our board op who's uh, who knows ah. so many things and saves us so often. Gregory oh, also no, does that, but we don't. But he's not getting paid to do it. Go ahead. What? No, no. Uh, well, somehow I'm going to have to hook up and, and maybe I wish we could do like a conference calls. So I might know Gregory. He said he also worked. Uh, he sold suits uh, at Rubenstein Brothers. And, oh, so you say? Um, you mean from forty one forty one? You think you might yeah, know him from forty one forty one? Yes, yes, yes. And I also, uh, for just for a short period of time, I did uh, take a break from waiting tables and got into sales. And it was Rubenstein Brothers. Gosh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start charging people to hook them up with each other because now this is the second person who's calling, who wants to meet the other person that called before him. Seriously, I think I worked with him. I really do. Okay, we'll get Gregory's contact number. When you call, we'll we'll have Doug pass it on. Ben, before we leave, I have to point out something that I always point out when things like this come up. It proves once again what we've just said yeah. and discovered and, and thought about, and that is there aren't more than 500 people living in New Orleans. We just have we just hide them here and there, but it's uh, it's all hidden and it's all uh, just a, a big big provincial town. Yes, so we recycling. I hate to correct you. Now there's 499 because I'm not there. I know. Yeah, well, there you go. See? Well, we're still <laughs> counting on you to come back, okay? You need to come back, I think. Uh-huh. Boy, am I okay. glad we got that taken care of. All right, take care, Alan. You don't have to say to Alan from Seattle anymore. Hi, Dave. You know, uh, if for those who are sitting here uh, thinking about what is, could us possibly be uh, doing here uh it, it when you move around the people who are artists which i think an artist is a, a chef a, 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 well when you lose one of those you've lost an artist so but we but we just keep on going with this and i'm sorry who is it on hold dave dave welcome to the food show yeah, yeah you know the other famous uh red mustache other than uh, yosemite <laughs> sam would have sam. to be you yeah it would be yukon cornelius from rudolph the red red oh, yeah <laughs> Yes, I love Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, and that was a, a good one. And I uh, I also spent quite a bit of time at 4141 and Stephen Martin's. And another famous person who came from there is a gentleman named uh, Monsef, who now run, owns and runs oh, yeah. Camilla's mm-hmm. restaurant. He worked there. I didn't know I he was there. Really? Yeah, he worked there, I believe, like as a maitre d' or something like that in the again in the early nineties, and that's yeah, where I met Seth, him first. He was, he, he was the maitre d' of Louis the Sixteenth, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm not and sure he ended up at at Stephen and Martin's at one point, and he was the class nicest act. guy in the world. Yeah, he's adorable. Act. Have you been to his restaurant, Jamila's? Oh yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. It's been there. I almost ate at Jamila's one time, but I never did. Oh. <laughs> it was well, a bizarre evening having to do with an eat club cruise. That's the closest I came to ever eating there, but I would like to go. Well, the good the good thing about him was because I knew him a little bit. I just I went to Jamila's when it first opened, and he just 
kept bringing food out. I didn't have to order anything. He said, don't worry. And he had a very distinctive accent, you know. And, and he would just like say, him. don't worry. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, just, I'll feed oh, you. Oh, don't gosh. worry. It's <laughs> My car windows are open. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> I have to take a break myself. Yeah. I'll be back. Cars are it's raining. Hey, yeah, raining like yeah, buckets or a lot. Doesn't look a lot. doesn't look yeah. too bad. It's the food anyway. show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, where were you? Did you say? Somebody just said anyway, and then they went. Bob, Bob, welcome to the food show. Thank you, Tom. It's not raining on the North Shore. Oh, good. Uh, uh, that'll save us a little bit of time. Yeah. Have you been to the Barrel Wine Bar in Covington? I don't know how how long the, it's been in existence. Bar- is this is this the ice cream place? No, it's uh, no. they've got regular dinners. It was on their on your culinary menu for the North Shore, yeah. and it's it, it seems like it's next to the old Pardos in that Pardos, shopping yeah. center yeah. where they uh-huh. were in. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Pardos has moved on to a much nicer location. Yeah, we've we've yeah. been to their their new place and it's terrific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the, so apparently you and Marianne have not been to the B. No, w- tell me B more event. about it. What what kind of place is it? Well, it's uh, apparently they you know they they're they're big in, into wines. They do meal tonight. They have a fried chicken special. Three pieces of fried chicken. Two sides and a uh, jug of wine, a, be- a bottle of wine for like thirty bucks, including tax. A so, jug of wine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, a bottle. Of this wine, this feller comes from our part of the city, Marianne. <laughs> uh, the what, what do you what do you call it? What's the name of it again? The uh, the Barrel Wine Bar. The Barrel Wine Bar. Uh-huh. You know about the Barrel uh, Wine Bar? Do I seem like a person that would know about a yes. place called the Barrel Wine Bar? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really? I do? I do? Uh, well, in a okay. way. You know, we're sitting here talking about all this other stuff. Where is the Barrel Wine Bar? Yeah, where is it? it it's in the Strip Shopping Center where Pardos or Pardos oh, used okay. to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the same exact place. Oh, oh, oh! I want to see that place. Is it good? Do you like it? We're well. I'll, I'll, we'll give you a call tomorrow and let you know. We're going there tonight. Oh. So and then they've got some uh, Friday and Saturday. They they have some guest chefs in doing. Is uh, this Bob? I, I guess you know. Yes. Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob. How are you? <laughs> Swell. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, Tell let's your see. Wife hello. Uh, I, I sure will. Yeah, Jeannie just left for the grocery store. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, I've, there were several of the culinaries on the North Shore, plus the on the South Shore as well. That really sound interesting this month. We did yeah, they're go doing, to they're Gotro's. They're doing one over here, yeah. Yeah, we, we went to Gotro's uh, earlier this month to celebrate Jeannie's birthday. And uh, we want to go back to their culinary this, or, you know, well, hmm. in August. So. Well, put that on my list. Yes. Yes. That's right. Her birthday was just what? Yesterday, the day before, last week? uh, Last week, the 22nd. Last week. Yes. Happy birthday. See, we cup up the, we we cup up. We uh, we, we're up to to all of the things that happen around town, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So wait, you're, you're going to the Barrel Wine Bar tonight, you said? 
That's correct. Is that right? Okay, yeah. I want to yeah. hear about that because, you know, oh. I didn't know about that place at all. I didn't know it existed until we went over to Habanero. And then mm-hmm. I, I remember the old chopsticks. And and I liked chopsticks. And then, it, you know, he sold it. And, and then and then I didn't know what happened to it because I never go over there. And then I saw that place and I, you know, that's got come some promise. So, yeah, let us know what it's like, okay? That music means I we sure have will. to go. Okay, I'll give you a all call. Right. Take care, Bob. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. This is WWLFM one hundred five point three HD two. Oh, here we are back again with the food show. We've had a pretty lively program today. We came in with that in mind, and we have uh, procured it. I think. What do you think? I mean, I think yes. I think therefore, I am. <laughs> Uh, well, we uh, we managed to to nail down a, a I don't know if you can even nail this down uh, a piece of information that I was. It's like sleuths were were anyway, investigators. We were talking about uh, a number of restaurants that were in the uh, part of the city when we had a lot more bistro style restaurants and it was in the, all in the early era of that a, yeah the 1980s yes. mostly but uh, anyway uh, the beginning of all of that uh, you can name a, a lot of people who got heavily involved with it and uh, some of them were real landmarks in terms of getting the dining the trend styles. going the, the trend, trend yes. going well there's a guy who uh, is rarely given credit for this and the reason he does is that he had other things, other irons on the fire. One of them was that he kind of ran the, the company that did all the s- snowball flavors that you would find when you'd go to, out and get a snowball. Anyway, his real name was Ron Sciortino, and he still has uh, base, uh, uh, rather, uh, signs around the city uh, that show him either making snowballs or cooking. He could do either one very, very well. He was a terrific chef. And uh, the, the other place we were talking about uh, w- that Stephen he, and Martin Stephen and Martin he was the chef there the chef mm-hmm. and he uh, is he going to call us we're trying well to get we're him. hoping that he will he's on a phone call right now and yeah. he may he may just call us back after four o'clock to reminisce um, with some authority about forty one forty one anyway you, he's for real breeze, but yeah yeah there's no doubt about it yeah. but anyhow. Uh, that, that was a beginning moment in the history of New Orleans eating and drinking, in my opinion. Well, if Stephen and Martin had been there since 1948. See, I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued that a restaurant could be around since 1948 mm-hmm. and be a thriving restaurant. And then it becomes a bistro kind of hip 80s. Nouvelle kind of thing with a discotheque attached, and then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like if you have been in, I mean, if, if you're there five years, ten years, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're there for 50 years, that's something different, and I wonder why that would have happened like that. So I hope he does call. Well, heck, we're doing it ourselves here. Uh, we are coming up on 20, excuse me. 32 years of doing this radio show. Yes. I'm always amazed by that, even though I'm big deal, right? I'm more amazed every day. <laughs> what what'd you say? I'm more amazed every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, anyhow, 
Uh, we uh, talk about food around here, and, and we would, uh, I think we have uh, shown that we'd love to hear from you about all the things you've thought of and had and ate and eaten and uh, all of that that you have loved and share it with us because other people would be very interested in trying that stuff themselves and uh, and I'm we'll... super excited about this eat book because yeah, yeah as I thumb through it it's just like a trip back in time there's a lot a lot a lot of restaurants I mean when you talk about eating uh, doing a new one you would have to not go back on these restaurants because half of them would have to get tossed out and yeah and the newer ones replaced but um to replace them but uh, the ones that are, I mean, you just flip through that. There's just like a treasure trove of, of history in my time, and I'm kind of new to this. I mean, that's only, you know, I've only been around this heavy dining scene since I hooked up with you in 1988. So. Um, you know, long before that, a lot of these places were around, and I, I, I recognize them and I want to know about them, but it's, you know, they're they're part of the past, you know. So, but anyway, I, I find it fascinating to go back through this, and I guess we got on the subject of Stephen and Martin just because there they I were. noticed cannons in there. I was flipping through it, and I said something about cannons, mm-hmm. and then that brought us to Stephen and Martin in forty one forty one. And uh, and and I hope that Ron will call us so we can get a little more detail on how it happens that you have a restaurant for 40 or 50 years and it goes away. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll be come back, back after the news. Yeah, do it right and um, do more of it. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.